I'm Sadek. And I'm celebrating this week. You know why? It is the 10-year anniversary of the Galaxy Nexus. <laughs> that is not something to be celebrated. Wow. Well, I mean, I'm also a Christian here, but I actually thought, I did not expect... So for context here, I don't I don't cue Sadik into these bits before we no. begin, and I I actually was not expecting him to just completely shut me down as soon as no, I brought I, I up just, the Galaxy Nexus. I, I just like, I just don't have. I feel like all I remember from the Galaxy Nexus was like Android police dunking on it or something. Like I don't. You remember. don't even remember our live blog? I thought that'd be the thing you remembered. We live. I don't, it, bro. bro. That was literally like. Remember a the demo failed with ago. Matthias? He tried doing face unlock and it failed for him on stage. Oh, or- that's. That's unfortunate. I do not remember. There's so many tech keynotes, bro. I, I don't, it's, it's, it's hard to like, these are all a blur. It was literally like 10 years ago. Well, anyways, this is episode 173 of Shades of Brown. And, and, you know, speaking about bad tech keynotes, it's CES. Yeah, it's CES. <laughs> it's CES. CES is like, honestly, like we do CES every year, but we do it in the way that we don't have to do the actual work of actually going to Las Vegas. Uh, in the middle of a pandemic, which some people did apparently. Because honestly, uh, I wouldn't go to Vegas outside of a pandemic. <laughs> the pandemic no, does just... not change whether or not I want to go to Las Vegas. Let's just get something straight here. That's okay? fair. That's 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 fair. Honestly, honestly, it, it seems too much. Uh, so CES twenty twenty two, January. Uh, so the first, like the coronavirus. We talked about coronavirus, and it, it is a theme of uh, CES. Uh, this year because CES was is was in person, but it closed a day early, right? Uh, because of because of COVID. Ah, uh, yes, the, the latest CDC guideline. <laughs> CES is okay as long as it closes the day early. And by the way, you can spit in someone's mouth as long as they're wearing a mask before and after you do it. The latest CDC guidelines on 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 this, right? <laughs> oh, okay, all right. So let's talk about the most irresponsible product of CES. Even more irresponsible than the joke I just made. Yeah, like honestly, like this is like this is. Uh, we I don't we, we don't do CES awards like The Verge does, but you know this one gets like a special case. The award. biggest L, biggest L, biggest biggest actually just like biggest uh, health concern, <laughs> biggest health concern at CES, uh, which is the Razor. The new version of the is it the new version or are they like adding a feature? Is that just the you know? oh? I mean, so so the thing that's irresponsible is also in the same original mask too. But this is a newer version of Razor's mask from last year because you know if you're if you're if you want to be pro in Overwatch League, right? Let, let's talk about this for a minute. If you want to be pro in Overwatch League, you need the Bear Dynamic headphones, you need the XLR microphone. You need True. the cherry brown linear switches, optical, whatever. You know, you, you need all of that. And importantly, you also need a gaming chair and you need a gaming mask. And so Razer has built a gaming mask, which looks like, um, like, you know, I don't judge people for how they look, but this mask literally looks like, you know, that one video on Twitter of like all the golf kids dancing under um, a bridge. You ever seen that meme before? With no, the light sticks, it's like goth no. kids of a light stick. I'll find. Let me see. If I can find it while talking. But um, basically, it's like that, but not not goth. It's like it's a fake version of it. You know what it reminds me of? You know that character from Watch Dogs Two? Do you remember this character? There was a character in Watch Dogs Two that had like a full, full on like digital mask, basically, which could change. Like you know, have like a smiley face or whatever. Uh, that's what this reminds me of. Like, but it's only like half your face, not your not your entire face. Uh, so the problem with this, uh, the Zephyr Pro, uh, as it's called, uh, is that it, uh, it is not certified, uh, by, uh, like the CDCs, like, I guess, like, I don't know what this is, like the, uh, I don't know what this acronym stands for, N-I-O-S-H, uh. NIOSH, as it's called. And actually, I'm going to send you the video and I'll explain what, what the NIOSH is because I just found it and I need you to watch the video so you get the joke. It's going to be in the show notes. But so basically, these are the, this is the, um standards body that certifies masks so n95 mask surgical mask right they basically rate them and so the filters they're using they claim to be n95 but they have no certification at all there's no certification so it is as n95 as you know buying a knockoff mask on amazon is so in this case then you actually get no protection and the problem is and i really do hope you're watching that video of the golf kids dancing because this mask does seem like it's right out of it right yeah, that. Oh my God! Yeah, that's, that's uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. actually hundred percent. But so 100%. <laughs> with that though, the issue here is me and, and, and Static. Right? We are. 
I, we don't identify as gamers. That's not our pronouns. But I do know that some folks do, right? And some folks genuinely like Razor shit. Like, I think if you buy Razor stuff, your money better spent elsewhere. But hey, someone listening right now is using Arch Linux. And every time I mention my M1 Mac, it's calling me a fucking scrub. So you know what? I get it. I get it, right? I, I, I get it. I'm, I'm, I understand the alternative perspective. But the thing is, there are people who, you know, they like watching their favorite Overwatch League players on Twitch, right? They get the Razer ads and they, they like how it looks. Like, you know, they like the your headphones, even though they have bad audio quality. They just, yeah. they like the appearance. It's the aesthetic, and, and they bro. Think, it's about the aesthetic. It's but the thing the is, though, right? Razer's really good at marketing, so they think it's good for gaming. And, you know, I can't blame the gamer for that. You know, I can't blame um, that people for identifying as gamers. I respect that. But the thing here is... In that case, to those people, they might see this razor mask and be like, "Hey, cool! You know that fits my my gamer identity. That fits my 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 you know my my esports identity." And they might go out and buy it because they think it just looks cool, and that's perfectly acceptable. You know, like I've bought in a lot of dumb Apple Watch bands that I only bought because they look that they look cool, even though they're functionally useless. Like I totally get that. But the issue is here, outside of a keyboard that might break in five months or a watch band. This we're in a fucking pandemic, and if you use a mask that has no actual seal or any actual protection, you are like you're basically that white lady at Target who has the mask under her nose, right? You're fucking yourself over, but this time this person's doing it with the best of intents, and that's what upsets me, right? It's not like someone's choosing not to wear a mask; they're buying this mask because they, they, the website says N95 like filters. Cool, N95 heard that on the news. Um, you know, the CDC said if it's N95 like, it's good enough if your boss says so. So, you know, right? Like, it's, uh, I'm going to keep dunking on the CDC. I don't care. But, you know, the, the, the people here who are buying this, and I don't blame a discerning gamer for thinking it's a good mask, but they're not. And, and I, I don't want gamers catching COVID. You know, that's, that's what I want. I'm, I'm here to, I'm watching out for the gamers. I, I, I think Razor's, like, Razor's usual bad marketing or, well, their products quality aside, like this one is genuinely like a, a a keyboard breaking is not gonna like kill you. Like COVID might actually kill you. So like like, don't, like this is just it's just bad. Like this is the I don't I don't see a way of like this is not like a product where oh like the the marketing is a little bit like you know you're marketing this in a way in the middle of a pandemic where people are concerned that people want to use N95 masks right, and you are marketing this as something that it is not. And something you cannot do, and you're giving people a sense of false, false protection, which is worse than having no protection. Like I, I just, I just think this is like an extremely irresponsible product to actually make and sell. Uh, and Razor should stop doing it immediately. Actually, like just, just stop making them. Um, Please, the question is like, why aren't they getting it certified? Because um, I think it's a good parallel. If any of our people in our audience have watched the Gamers Nexus video on power supplies, right? Power supply certification. It, it's it's similar to that where like if you if you do, if you go online and you have a power supply that has no certification why didn't they get it certified same same thinking here why wouldn't you just get this certified if you actually was N95 proper you know the filters that they were using yeah so I I I think Razor should just stop like they should just pull this product no further sales of this product recall the product I guess and like just stop like there's in no general need. in general Razor in, just in general stop. stop but in this specific case just stop making this product like this product is you're not adding anything of value it aesthetically even it's not that great and if people really want aesthetics they can they can get that like uh, like just stop uh that that's our that's like we wanted to cover this one first because i think this one is important uh and it is it's uh yeah, he's like unlike the regular ces bullshit you know of like a like a like well and later we're gonna talk about a samsung curved monitor that's curved so hard it looks like a banana phone like sure that can't hurt you i mean if it falls on you but you know like it can't <laughs> hurt you it just looks weird this <laughs> looks weird yeah. and can't hurt you exactly it's it's like it's like a double combo of like yeah so let's get into ces proper uh as I meant, I, we are not going to like talk about HDMI 2.1a. Uh, we specifically are not. We are, I'm just mentioning it because I know some people will be like, oh, you guys, didn't you guys dunk on USB-C IF for like an hour? Yes, we did. That's why we are not going to dunk on HDMI. <laughs> so Listen, the TLDR of the HDMI 2.1a thing would be 20 minutes of me going in about display stream compression or something. 
static talking about Ethernet somehow because HDMI supports Ethernet. You know, you get that in there. And then we would be like, this is dumb. Everyone should use DisplayPort. And then we'd move on. So now let's yeah. move on to TVs. Let's move on. <laughs> TVs. Yeah. Let's, uh, CES always has TVs, right? TVs are always like the hot new like TV vendors. It's a TV always, show, right? as Neil says. Show. As, as Neil says, yes. So the first, I, I think probably the most, like probably the biggest news of TVs uh, from CES this year is Sony's announcement of the world's first QD OLED. QD is quantum dot. Oh. Not not QT, KDE fans. Me, I was confused too. I thought I thought it was a new compositor for a minute, but I was surprisingly wrong. <laughs> yes, you are. Uh, so QD OLED. This is the first consumer QD OLED. Uh, Sony. So OLED. So what what is like? I think that we need like explain why QD. What QD is basically in a, in a simple sense, and why why it enhances like standard OLEDs, right? Like the WRGB OLEDs, right? Like LG, the, the LG, the OLEDs that LG makes basically. And why, why would putting a quantum dot layer over, over the, the, the cell, like the cell luminescent layer be, be a good thing? What does it do? Like, what does it actually do? So, um, super, super quick elevator pitch version of this. There's plenty of more articles I can give you far more technical detail, but just so we don't spend two hours on this, basically what quantum dot is, in, in the context of TVs, quantum dots are put on a film, basically, and the film's put in front of light. And what that film does when ionized is it can change color. So basically, it, with this, this new form of OLED, when light is shined through the quantum dot layer, it can change colors. It gives you better contrast, gives you more brightness. Because of how the film works, more light can be shown through, and, and the color it produces is brighter than other methods. Because at the end of the day, you know, most LCDs one or most screens, one way or another, if they are flat panel, are light being sent through filters to your eyes, right? So that, that basically quantum dot is just a better form of filter that gives you nicer colors and, and nicer lights. And the difference between quantum dot specifically versus the W OLED that LG uses is LG actually has a four pixel or four color array. So instead of it being RGB, LG does RGBW with a white pixel. And the reason they do that is to increase perceived brightness. But of course, the more, the smaller the pixels are, so you right? You get gray spots, Yeah, the, right? the, 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 gray, the, the, get, um, yeah. the smaller, or rather the denser, I guess, the, the colors are on the pixel array, the less, you know, light can be shown through. So the less contrast, the less bright it can get. Even though the W does, the white pixel doesn't help increase contrast, it, it hurts brightness. So if you have, you know, bigger pixels make for brighter images because more color can be light can be shown through. So there's just, you know, more, more, more light being shown through here is really the takeaway. Yeah. So like, it's like color brightness is the big like advertising pitch here from Sony. Right. Because OLEDs fall apart like OLEDs do. And that's why, honestly, like in my living room, the reason we don't have an OLED is a lot of natural light shines through and it just wouldn't work. Like right now we have a LED panel. And so in, in, in dark light, blacks look gray but because of how i think it's a va panel is it i think it's i don't know it's like isn't it was a quantum it's it's some kind of led panel but because of how it works if there's actually light shining through the and light going into the monitor or into the tv it makes blacks look blacker right it helps increase contrast when you're a brighter room because light is being shown through like it, it helps reduce like it's not ips of course but there are local dimming zones but it helps reduce the glow because there's more ambient light around the room, so your eyes don't see the glow of the darker colors in the screen. So this is this is like it's it's cool. I I, I mean I like this like like I I just think the name is cool. Quantum Dot is a very very sci-fi sci-fi name, so I like that. Um, and 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 the thing about OLEDs is like obviously the big everybody always asks about OLEDs is the burn-in issue, right? But this doesn't actually solve the burn-in issue. It just maybe. So they're saying that it could like possibly like make it so it takes longer to burn in, right? Because like the pixels aren't being like basically working as hard, right? So so like And I believe on these displays it's only blue light being shown through, so it's not it's only blue, yes. This is a blue they have a, only a blue self luminescent layer because blue is the strongest uh light energy, I believe. Uh so that's why blue is being used. So and it can be filtered to make other colors, right? Exactly through the through the QD layer. So, uh, so that is that is cool. Uh, so there is going to be uh, 
Sony is gonna like Sony is gonna start making these OLEDs, right? But they are still gonna be sourcing LG displays OLEDs for for. No, no, this is Samsung. This QD OLED comes from Samsung display, oh, not so, LG. Oh, oh, they're, yeah, they're this is being manufactured okay, so Sony, by Sony Samsung Sam, display. Samsung, Samsung, yeah, so Sony Samsung. is not making. Well, Sony makes a TV, but they're sourcing the panels from Samsung display. Okay, so Samsung is making these QD uh, QD OLED panels. But Sony's still going to be making like normal, I guess, LG OLEDs uh, for their for their other other products. So those are not going anywhere. This is just like a. I'm guessing this is going to be like super expensive. Yeah, it's like so. the high end for this year. Also, it's it's funny to me too that um, LG and Samsung both work this way, right? We're like technically it's one company, but it's really separate companies. Where like Samsung display has to sell to Samsung proper to make for TVs. And so Samsung, I guess Sony paid more than Samsung proper for the contract, which is just very funny to me. Which is, it is just, it's just, I think, yeah, it's like uh, LG display and like Samsung display, you know, like there's like separate, like, like sort of subsidiaries of like overall, like Samsung as a giant multinational corporation. Um, So that is the biggest TV news from Sony, uh, or rather from, from CES. Mini Sony's also making mini LED TVs. What like what is the big deal with the mini LED? Is it like just like it's like what the iPad has? So basically, the difference between a mini LED versus an OLED is it's an LED TV that works similar to how OLED does, where each pixel has its own individual backlight. So you don't have you basically get in theory, assuming it's tuned properly and has you know one to one ratio of zones, you get the same contrast and black levels as OLED, but you get far brighter. Um, you know, peak this peak nits because it is just an LED display, and you don't have to worry about burning. That that is actually cool. Okay, so so Sony uh, Sony has like a Sony's joining, I guess, the mini LED. There's been mini LED vendors otherwise, like TCL and like the other ones. Uh, so, but they're super expensive on the TV side. Like that's why it's honestly shocking that the iPad Pro. Like is I mean it's a thousand three hundred. It's an expensive tablet. I, I, I mean it's still expensive, but it's like a much smaller display. So I can see why that makes sense, I guess. Uh, but the TV, these TVs are huge. So uh, these panels are. Well, you would think then for a huge TV, it would actually be cheaper to to manufacture for the reason of right bigger LEDs. The LEDs for the backlights are smaller on the iPad, right? Versus this. So even if it's a bigger panel, right? You have the smaller electronics get right. The yields always go down. So technically, these are bigger, just lights. So you, you would think it would be cheaper to produce, but who knows, right? Manufacturing is weird. Who knows? Who knows? Manufacturing is weird. So uh, we have to dunk on one specific thing, TV-related, uh, sp- specifically Samsung. They're adding Stadia support, right? That's what we're dunking on? <laughs> I, I, wish it was, I wish it was just Stadia. If it was Stadia support, we wouldn't even mention it. That's like... Unfortunate news, but uh, we wouldn't even mention if it was uh, the Stadia. But this is unfortunately. Uh, uh, so in the in like uh, in the Samsung TV, they're gonna have an app that lets you um, explore NFTs and buy them uh, through the TV app. I I don't know. Even, I don't even know what to say to this. This is just like this is just like Samsung hopping on. The bandwagon, obviously. No, no, yo, I got it. All right, hear me out. I'm gonna do some real time fan fiction. All right, so it's 2025. We are now at getting out of the pandemic, right? You know, we are now just exiting it. September 2025. You 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 go on Tinder. You swipe right. You you meet someone up. They're like, hey, you know, you're chatting it up. You're having a good time. Um, Tinder, which is now owned by Meta. That that's that's my prediction. And basically. They're like, hey, can I come over? And you're like, hell yeah. And you're thinking to yourself, how, how am I going to show them a good time? So you come over and you know what you do? You pull out your Samsung remote and you start browsing NFTs with them. Boom. Perfect date night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. This, uh, this fucking podcast. I swear to God. Uh, we, we're just doing fan fiction live like that's what this is what this is what's happening to the world i mean listen you didn't even get i didn't even get to the part where you show her your apes i let's, <laughs> let's just move on let's just let's, let's stop there let's, let's, put a, let's put a pin on that 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 could go on ao3 i think I, I think it's too much for ao3 you gotta you gotta put it on old WordPress blog. That's that's a little self-hosted much. WordPress. You're breaking the content policy on WordPress.com. <laughs> so yes, yeah, Samsung is uh, doing uh, 
Samsung is 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 just like, hey, NFTs. You want to buy some NFTs? Don't buy NFTs in general. Don't just don't don't buy NFTs. Specifically, don't buy NFTs through a fucking TV application. Like, what is wrong with you? Uh, just just stop. Uh, and yes, you did mention there was there is going to be like GeForce Now and Google Stadia coming to the Samsung TVs that are coming out in 2022. Uh, that's cool for good for Stadia, I guess. Like I, I, it's surprising it's on XCloud though. I think that's the thing that's I'm actually shocked because Microsoft really wants to has been pushing it. So I, I guess maybe it's just not ready yet to go to deploy it, like the infrastructure. Because how hard is it to make a, a web app on a Samsung TV, right? Is, isn't it? Not, isn't it just like like WebOS? Tizen, yeah, it's, it's Tizen, but Tizen uses HTML5 apps, right? So it's basically just running in a Chromium container. Oh, okay, so it's just a web app. Okay, cool. Uh, that's. Jesus Christ, you open your Samsung TV and it has NFTs and Electron stickers on it. <laughs> That's <laughs> powered by Electron. Just have a sticker that says powered by Electron. Like, you know, you know how you have like Intel you know, like inside, right? Intel like, inside stickers, right? Inside. Like uh, oh powered, by, powered by Electron. On if we TV. ever did merch, that would be a, a sticker oh I would God. make. That would be an incredible sticker. Um, so uh, do we have any other TV stuff or monitor stuff, I guess? Uh, the Samsung odyssey arc which was the curved monitor that you were mentioning before but this is a curved monitor that curves vertically instead of horizontally so how do you feel about curved monitors as someone who's a pc gamer you know i don't like them i i just i don't i don't i'm not a i'm not into them really to be honest i've not used one myself but i just don't like the idea of curved monitors i would just prefer two monitors instead of having curved monitors personally uh, I just that's that's my that's my opinion on that. I uh, I know people. Some people really like curved monitors. That's fine. That's you can you can enjoy them if you want. Uh, and I I can see the use case, especially some kind of content, some kind of games. Uh, I think like the wider screen makes makes more sense, sort of like a more immersive experience. But for this, I don't. Who is this? Like, what is this for? Like, what is the point? You know who's gonna love this, right? racing enthusiasts as the cockpit view right you have two wide monitors on the side right and then for the monitor in the middle right the what piece you know you can do the three monitor setup have this monitor as one in the middle so you can see the full review mirror right the full cockpit of the car and then the left ones for the rest of it right that 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 is the only use case i could think because any other time i i my neck already hurts just looking up right <laughs> yeah yeah it's not gonna be good for your uh posture so it's a little bit uh I mean that's cool, but I, I I'm like I know that portrait for portrait oriented monitors I've been have been around for a long ass time. Obviously, my my Dells can rotate portrait right. Like it's it's not really a new thing, and it's useful if you like write a lot of uh, code or read it, read a lot of text that's like vertical instead of horizontal. So you know it gives you more vertical space, uh, which is cool. We don't we don't want to talk about cars. The car section gets entirely skipped. And other than the one thing I will mention is the BMW car that has the color-changing paint technology that uses e-ink. I think that's a cool, cool tech. Uh, that is very, very cool. Uh, so that, that, that's all I'm going to say about, about cars. Now we get to dunk on Dell. It's great. It's great. We get to dunk on Dell for a little bit. Uh, are you excited for the XPS 13 Plus uh, with, uh, with a touch bar? Isn't that right? No, it's not a touch bar. <laughs> it's a, it's a capacitive touch surface. Come on, they're completely separate things. <laughs> I, I just, I'm just looking at this thing, and I'm just like, why? Like, why does it? Why, who, who thought this was a good idea? Like this, this. Okay, so this is like a little. I mean, Dell XPS laptops. I, I probably most people know how they look. Like. No, no, basically no bezels. Uh, small ultrabook size, thirteen inch laptop. Uh, white. This is this comes in white, and there is on the top where the function keys usually are, is a capacitive set of capacitive buttons, which are basically like I'm looking at these photos. They're basically invisible, even with the LED turned on. Like they're basically invisible. Like I can't. Like it's like ooh, where? Uh, it's, it's like it's it's. It's those it's those are capacitive touch buttons. Uh and I don't know about you, but when I'm when I'm working on my computer, I don't want to be thinking about 
uh, capacitive touch response when I'm when I'm pressing like a function. Especially key, because know? the escape key is also capacitive. Oh my fucking god! Why like 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 did Dell learn nothing? Dell learned. <laughs> Dell looked at 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 Apple and saw the touch bar, and then Apple abandoned the touch bar, and Dell is like, they probably won't hey, sue us, right? They probably it. won't sue us, and hey. Maybe you can do it better, but uh, as with Dell always, they they did it worse. They somehow made it worse. Like they had worse than the Touch Bar ever was, and this is just gonna feel like shit more than like it's just gonna it just looks bad. Like I I don't even aesthetically it looks bad. Uh, it's not dynamic like the Touch Bar is, right? Like it cannot just like change. You can like I know they can it, change it, from it, the FN keys to the um to to the like the actual functions, right? So if you so it gotta be like F one through twelve, or it'll show the uh, the uh, play pause volume up buttons, all all of those. Completely unnecessary. Completely entirely unnecessary. You know what pisses me off more about this computer? What the trackpad? So they basically that trackpad is even worse than this touch yes. bar. Yeah, that tra- uh, the trackpad is uh, invisible. It, 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 there's no delineation between the trackpad. And the rest of the uh, like bottom of the laptop surface, like it is just there somewhere. You gotta, you gotta guess. You gotta feel it out. You gotta, you gotta touch on it. I uh, guess it'll have some haptic feedback, maybe. Hopefully, it does. Uh, and you gotta, you gotta. I still this. This is my question. Like, why? What's honestly? They missed the opportunity to call it a capacitive track surface. <laughs> I mean, it's Dell. They they keep missing opportunities all the time. Uh, I mean, so, the thing is, though, the, the old XPS is actually a good laptop. That's a funny part about it. It's, yes, it is. That's that's my that's 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 how before before the M1 uh, MacBook Air came out, I was considering like a Dell XPS laptop. I was thinking about like should I should I like get a get I was thinking of switching to like a Windows laptop. So I was like maybe the Dell XPS laptop would be ideal for my use case you know it's 13 inch it's ultra it's not heavy it's portable right so i was thinking about it but then the m1 macbook air came and it changed everything obviously so uh this is like i i yeah oh also you know what this doesn't have right you know what this doesn't have it doesn't have a headphone jack it only has two USB-C oh, ports good very good even better uh no headphone jack so that's very good very good product. I mean, honestly, honestly, I'm, I'm proud of Dell to make an iPad and a laptop before Apple would. <laughs> and I, I don't know, like, I can't tell, like, you can't really always judge a keyboard by just looking at it, but that keyboard looks terrible, by the way. Just, just the keys look like they don't have good travel and good feel to them. I don't know. I, and that's hard to, like, just, like, get a feel for just looking at the pictures, but I'm looking at the pictures and none of this, nothing about this laptop uh, looks... Uh, looks good. So sorry, Dell. This is a big L. Uh, just like your pre-builds, like Steve would say. Uh, you know those those pre-builds. Uh, those are bad too. Uh, uh, Lenovo has some products, right? Lenovo, I think, had some ThinkPads. I think there was a Lenovo. What is it? Did they call it Zen Z ThinkPad? Is that what that is? Like, what what, what the fuck is a Zen Gen Z ThinkPad? Is that like just? Like a ThinkPad that has like cool designs on it, or it's a ThinkPad for it's a ThinkPad for TikTokers. Oh, it's the Z okay Z series. <laughs> it's a Z series, uh, Z series ThinkPad. I think that's 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 what that's always just like this. Oh my god, we now get to be old. We can now make this joke and and you know not be and be serious. Kids these days don't recognize the value of a nipple mouse. Honestly, I've actually never liked those nipple mouses, and I know that's heresy. I know that's heresy. Please don't add us. <laughs> I, I've never, I've never liked them. I, sorry, I'm sorry to. I, I don't think bad fan. Think bad people can add me all that. I don't, I don't give a shit. Uh, I, I'm not afraid of you. Uh, just not me. I, I'm afraid of think bad fans. Please add <laughs> cat at ten forward dot social. Um, I, not me. <laughs> So I, I've never okay. I, I get the appeal of that kind of input device, but I have personally never been uh, a, a, like a whatever it's whatever the Lenovo thing brand is for, for what they whatever they call those the red thing in the middle of the keyboard. Uh, track point. I have, track point. Oh, track. Yes, track point. Uh, I've never been like I used to use uh, our university back when I was in university. Used to give out uh, students uh, Lenovo Lenovo ThinkPads as their laptops. Uh, and honestly, they were pretty good laptops. To be honest, there were some of them anyway. Some of the some of those are not great. They have terrible screens, but some of those ones had like T five twenty or whatever had 
good, good keyboards, good, good screens. And they had also the trackpoint. So I, but I was just like, I don't, I don't want to use the trackpoint ever. Uh, so I'm not, whatever. Uh, so there's some new ThinkPads. I'm sure, uh, these are not Linux friendly yet. Uh, probably has new Intel Alder Lake chips in it. Uh, well, one of these has a second eight-inch screen, so that one definitely won't have full Linux support. <laughs> that one is not. That one is that. I that one is the most interesting product, most la- interesting laptop rather of this year. I think is the ThinkBook Plus Gen Three, which has uh, it's like an ultra wide laptop with uh, a secondary screen to the right of the keyboard, like. I could see some use for this. The thing is, too, it fucking by default has a power chart. That's the best part about it. If you look on the screenshot, it has a historical power chart. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. It's, it's like, a, like, oh, yes. What what information should I put on the second screen? Ah, uh, yes. The power chart. That's that's my best. Best. But you know for a fact, though, right? There are like five people who listen right now who are like, yo, that's what I've been wanting. I need historical power trends. Yeah, no, no, that's what I'm saying. This is a very, I think this is a very, going to be a very niche product. And, and that's what's the problem is here. I think, I don't know if, if this, if this is probably not going to succeed in, in any way. And think the, like, the novel is not going to make another one of these. But for somebody out there, for some people, this is like the ideal, like, extremely ideal use case and also i mean wait wait never say never the lenovo still makes a computer that has an e-ink keyboard that's that's true um so you oh, know my maybe. hands just hurt by the way think saying that out loud yeah, thinking about not. typing on an e-ink <laughs> keyboard i could i just feel rsi also i, I think i think the problem with this if, if you're left-handed this is not gonna work for you uh if you're left-handed this is this is gonna suck uh this is this is definitely made for people who are right-handed uh so not 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 ideal so for some people, it's just, this might like I, I. Some people are like, "Oh, what if I put like, uh, like a this sheet of like text or whatever that I'm referencing on on that on that secondary screen while I have something else open on the primary screen?" You know, like I can see it. Like there's some, this could be some maybe some art reference. You know, if you're doing art, I don't know, might be some some use cases there. Uh, this is definitely like a unique form factor, and I respect Lenovo, Lenovo's engineers for going for it. Like I respect. Uh, so th- that's. That is that is that's what, this is like a, this is like a very CES product, right? Like it's the most CES product. Uh, so let's talk about chips. Uh, not the things, not the ones that you eat, but uh, computer chips. Uh, Intel's new, uh, uh, not new. I, I mean, new ish. These are new laptop chips, but these are all the like twelve uh, gen uh, Intel CPUs for for laptops. Um, sure. Uh, I, I, I'm always just like, I don't know what to think about laptop chips. I know these are important in the sense that Windows laptops are a huge market and obviously whatever. I, I'm just curious what the performance, like metrics are battery, like performance is going to be like for these chips, right? These are all seem to be 45 watt TDP CPUs. Uh, so, you know, what is, what do they look like? What, what, which CPUs are going to be? Like the hot new CPU that like Dell is gonna use or, or Lenovo or or, or or the emphasis on hot 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 new CPUs yeah some of these i sevens and like these i nines I could imagine being in those in those gaming laptops right those big Asus ROG laptops that 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 probably last like five minutes on battery you know like that those those things right um like definitely some of these glow have like high clock speeds like stuff like that. I, how are you feeling about these? All the like, like I, I, this is too early. Honestly, this is just an announcement. It's, it's too early to say. Like, if this, well, there's already been some testing done, right, with this. And the problem is, they still haven't fixed the thing that Apple is able to fix, which is performance on battery life is like half of what these charts are saying. These are all on on plugged in, and I think that's like, yes, you can make things run better when you provide more electricity, right? Like, yes, <laughs> like, yes, like th- these are, I think on power, I think they're really good performers, like no doubt about it. But the problem with laptop chips, especially Intel ones, AMD is a little bit better at this, but Intel specifically is you, you get such a significant hit to performance when you're on battery that it, it like, what's, what's the point? Most people use these computers on battery, right? Like, yes, they, you have the big mothership, uh, ROG, you know, gamers, 
ones, but but yeah, that's not those are low volume. Most ones. people are not like the thin and light computers. All of those, all of their power metrics are being you know for these for the um, SKUs are being given on power. So what is it really like in actual use? And we don't know that until they're tested. Yep. Uh, this new generation of laptops, uh, for sure, it's going to be interesting to see if Intel has made any gains in performance per watt and especially performance per watt on battery. Uh, that's the key uh, because that's where Apple is still fucking absolutely lapping everybody. So yeah, like some of these are faster than the M1, which is perfectly fine, but it's like, but it's not powerful than the M1 on battery, which is the more important thing. <laughs> Which is for a laptop, especially like a 13 inch portable, is just more important, uh, especially also for heat reasons, right? Heat, heat dissipation is also a problem on those 13 inch ultrabooks, right? So, what is what is going on? Like, how hard is it throttling? How hard is it? Like, you know, just a lot of things. Uh, I don't think there's anything. There's uh, Intel also, and I think they said they were going to release OEM uh, uh, GPUs. You know, some of these laptops are going to be shipping with Arc GPUs on the mobile side. So Arc, G- Arc is going to be shipping in the mobile uh, land right now, which I mean is, while I think it's boring for me and you, I actually think that is more significant than the desktop launch. Actually, it is important to have, like, I think these Arc GPUs are going to be interesting. I'm very, very extremely curious what Intel has been able to achieve. Are we going to see a third possible competitor in the low to mid tier GPU space, uh, not high end GPU space, not yet, but Intel is making moves in this space. And like, the, I think we saw the DG one, right? Like the, that was like a one-off product, right? That only worked with certain CPUs. Uh, Intel is, is working on these discrete GPUs and also these ARC GPUs. So I'm, I'm extremely curious what Intel, do we have a third GPU vendor for desktop? And laptop machines, essentially, like, uh, like that is that is what I'm curious about. Uh, I'm sure Steve will be testing some of these. I, I, I think, I mean, Steve doesn't test laptops. Uh, Mister Mister Gamers Nexon doesn't test uh, laptops, but I would, I would, I think they're going to definitely be testing the Intel discrete GPUs for sure. So I will be curious about those. Well, and there's also um, Lisa Glade over at Mobile Tech Review. I think it, she does a bunch of laptop reviews, and she's. She doesn't do is like her. She does benchmarking pretty consistently, but it's not like the same style of gamers Nexus. But but she's pretty focused on on mobile um, devices. So that's a good channel to watch if you do want like not the because I think there's two splits with tech reviewing. Right there's what I call um, like esports casting tech reviews, and then there's like performance driven tech reviews. Right where you have sort of like the Verge and other reviewers who more or less do it for like how does this computer make me feel, and then you have people like Steve who are like who are like, you know, here's the hard data with a little bit of opinion. I, I think like the way, I think Monica Chin over at The Verge is doing, uh, does laptop reviews, right? And she did the, she did the MacBook Pro reviews with Nilay Patel. Uh, and I think she does a good job of reviewing these laptops from a sense of like, how does it actually feel to use these laptops day to day, right? Like, I think that's an important way to review. I think just performance metrics is important. Like performance metrics are important, especially for pro whatever brand pro branded machines are but i think also like how does it like how heavy is it how does it like how do the ports like feel like how how do you like the material like it's it's it, i think those things are also important so i think right you need, you need dueling perspectives on it because you should never get your like reviews from one person like even though we're a fan of watching gamers nexus stuff like you don't only watch the gamers nexus review you should watch a different review as well you should. There are many channels that do reviews of CPUs. You should have a diverse media diet. Yeah, a uh, lot of lot of good channels uh, that do that do YouTube uh, like sort of processor reviews. So you know, go check those out. Uh, so speaking of chips, uh, GPU, uh, GPUs, uh, Nvidia. Yeah, to to basically to tie Ti this up. Sorry, I don't. Is it is it tie? Tie tie. It's tie tie as in tie fighters. Uh, you know, Star Wars, uh, Tie Fighters. Uh, uh, I thought it was Tie, as in uh, Gandam, whatever it's called. Because I know MSI oh, has a new. Oh, Gandam I know one. you're doing the Steve joke right now. You're doing the Steve <laughs> thing where where he where he where he tries to pronounce the Gundam in different ways to piss people off, which which is very funny to me. Uh, so uh, Nvidia had a little keynote thing, uh, and they barely Steve mentioned this, barely mentioned the two GPUs that they announced. Which was the RTX 3090 tie and the RTX 3050. So 3050 is going to be the new 
I guess, low mid-range GPU. Uh, Lower than, I guess, 3060 is like the mid-range, uh, whatever it is. Um, so we have a 3090 Ti, 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 whatever you want to, whatever, nobody knows how to pronounce it, okay? So, you know, uh, that's fine. Uh, I I think, like, I I just, like, 3090 Ti, What's the point of this? Is this just going to be like the new flagship? Is this like the replacement for the 2080 tie? Is that is that what this is? Honestly, I don't even care about the specs of it. I'm just already making bets with some of with uh, with our mutual friend Jack on how long before you buy one. <laughs> that, that's I'm, all I care about. I look. Uh, I'm just going to say this now so that people don't get like their hopes up. Is that I'm not likely to be buying any 30 series GPU anytime soon because there is. Literally, I can't even make up a reason why I would want to buy a 30 series GPU because right now, for my for my needs, uh, like I don't need an upgrade for a GPU. It turns out at 1440p and 60 FPS on most games, uh, or 144 on certain games, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't need an upgrade right now with my CPU and GPU setup. So I don't need to upgrade. I don't need to give NVIDIA unnecessary money. Uh, so, you know, we are the, your bet is uh, if you made the bet that I will buy one, uh, you're going to lose that one, I think. I mean, listen, at the end of the day, me and you both know there are rational reasons to do things and to not do things. But then, like the great philosopher Nav said, it's all about that drip, right? And buying a 3090 Ti is the most, quote unquote, drippy thing you can do. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, it's like the, it's like, it's like, the, it's like, you know, you buy, you buy the GPU and then you have a case that's like transparent on the, like you has glass panels on the side and you have the, you have the LEDs going, you know, like that's the trip. That's, that's. It's basically buying a 3090 Ti is like buying designer luggage, you know, you know, you can get like those Louis Vuitton, you know, luggage bags that are like 30K or whatever. That's like the equivalent of it for GPUs. Like, like what's, there's no, there's no, tangible reason it's not better quality and you're at diminishing returns but you can stun on your haters with it yeah uh and that's what's the point of not having a fancy two thousand three thousand dollar gpu if you can't flex on your haters like i mean the, the thing you do with it right it's great you know you, you let's say you know i'm gonna stun on my haters i spend you know five thousand dollars on the core i9 space heater edition right the kf the fsq <laughs> 12, 12 to 12 get, 900 K, yeah, yeah. I, I get the fsq and then you get the 3090 Ti, you get the fancy colors, you get the nice case. And you know what the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to watch compressed video from Country Roll on my four, on my 1440p <laughs> 240 hertz display. That's that's how I'm going to put that computer oh to work. Oh my god, that's that's like that's like I, you know you know for a fact too. I'm not even joking. People do that, right? They spend so much fucking money on their computers, and then all they do is watch compressed anime off Crunchy Roll. Yeah, no, people absolutely hundred percent do this and that's that's my thing is like people will buy this and people will buy the i9 to 1200k and the 3090 tie and a 1200 watt power supply to power all of that i watch as their power bills go straight up and they oh play. you know it's even funnier though i've <laughs> seen i've seen tweets about people who like build these machines they did you know they post like they show them off on twitter and then all you see is the DisplayPort cable going into their onboard, their motherboard instead of the GPU. Oh my god! That's, that's the funniest hilarious. part that's about the, it. Too. No, no. That's like a rookie mistake. Oh my god! That's like a very rookie mistake. Which is why like pre-builds come with like stickers that tell you to plug in the DisplayPort into the into the GPU instead of the iGPU. Uh, <laughs> like, oh god, god, that's hilarious. Imagine you buy like a thirty ninety tie and you just don't even use it. Like what? God, what a waste. What a fucking waste. Uh, so NVIDIA have these uh, announcements, and I, honestly, at this point, I'm so tired of GPU announcements. Not because, like, the tech or tech isn't interesting. I mean, GPUs are always interesting to me, but as, like, a person who's interested in GPUs, right now the discussion around GPUs is, like, nobody can fucking buy any of these GPUs. So it doesn't matter. If you launch a GPU that doesn't actually exist for 99% of people, 
uh, it's a paper launch, right? The paper launch meme is real. Like it's 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 a real thing. There's there are these these GPUs. The only people are gonna who are gonna see these and actually have had access to these are people who play scalpers or people who review GPUs like Gamers Nexus because they're gonna get ones from Nvidia. Uh, like I I don't even like what's the point of these? Uh, the best GPU is the one that you already have in your hand. <laughs> Which is for which is for a lot of people is no GPU. I mean, for you, it's a pretty damn good GPU, so you shouldn't be complaining. Oh, but for me, I'm 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 sitting pretty. I'm I'm actually like one of the lucky ones who spent ridiculous amounts of money on a 2080 Ti. You know, it's fucking hilarious though, right? If you ever wanted to, I'm not saying you would, right? But if you ever wanted to flip your computer, you'd probably make double what you paid for it. Like if you did it right now, it, you know, back when I when I bought the 2080 Ti in December of 2018. Uh, I had to, I, like, I think I told this story on Ambassador. I had to, there was only one store in, in, in Toronto, on Canada computer store that had the EVGA 2080 tie that I wanted, right? So I had to, like, I had to call this store and I'd be like, Hey, do you guys actually have this GPU in stock? And the lady was, then he went out back and, and checked, right? And she was like, yeah, we have like literally one of these. Uh, do you want me to like put this on a hold for you? And I was like, yeah, I'm going to. I'm gonna get dressed and go buy this GPU right now. I'm gonna go to Midtown in Toronto and go buy this fucking two thousand dollar GPU just just because it it was it was the thing I was buying. Uh, two thousand dollars. I'm pretty sure it was about two thousand dollars or taxes or so. Uh, and let's check eBay right now. Actually, let's let's go quick. I'm even gonna go to eBay.ca for you. Okay. <laughs> eBay. eBay.ca 2080 Ti EVGA. Is it like a certain RAM amount you have? Uh, I think it's a 12 GB variant. I'm pretty sure it's that. Okay, so EVGA um, 11 gig. So right now it is going for 1,300 Canadian. I see another 1,400 Canadian. I <laughs> see a 1,700 <laughs> Canadian. I see a 2,000 uh, Canadian. Um, I have yeah, 2,200, the Kingpin Edition. Like... Um. Oh, EVGA Black Edition, two thousand nine hundred Canadian. Oh yeah, those are. Oh my, that's three nearly three grand. Oh my god. Oh my god. I. This is this this is this is just to show like the market right now at the GPU market is absolutely fu- completely fucked. Like right 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 now is like the most worst possible time to buy a GPU ever in the history of consumer GPUs. Uh, so, you know, don't, uh, if you can avoid buying, if you can get one at MSRP, by all means, uh, but, uh, paying a scalper for these prices, I, I, unless you really, really need a GPU, like you, you need one because you'd re- require to do work or you work like you are, you're a streamer and you're your PC. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I need to correct myself. eBay recognizes them in the U S and was giving me American pricing. That's not Canadian pricing. Oh my fucking! That's God. all been American oh no, pricing. Oh, no. oh wow! So that's oh. like what five hundred dollars on each Lord. one more Canadian? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Oh God, Jesus Christ! That's uh, I could sell my twenty eighty and buy an Xbox Series X and a PS five and a PS5. and a HCC Index <laughs> and a fucking Switch OLED oh and like three bags of drugs and still have money <laughs> left over to pay your rent. God, yeah. So it's it's just what we're trying to say is like these GPU announcements from Nvidia. It's like nobody, nobody, everybody's just like, yeah, whatever. Steve is going to review these, obviously, as Steve always reviews these. But I'm I'm pretty sure Steve is going to be like, yep, the 3090 Ti uses all of your power and gives you not enough performance to justify it, Uh, or something like that. You know, it's imagine Steve's voice when you when 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 he said that. Uh, is there? Oh, there are AMD. Those AMD announcements. I think those are worth mentioning, right? AMD, three D cache, right? The three D cache, three D cache, which I think is actually genuinely cool technology, right? Like the so three D cache for uh, people who don't know is AMD's on on the CPU. So you have these cache modules, like I think they call SRAM, um, and instead of putting them side by side on the board on the IHS, not on the not on IHS on the whatever the thing is called the type of technical term is on the die right on the die yes on the die wherever you put them instead of having them side by side which takes up more space you stack them vertically so that's what they call 3d 
3D cache, meaning that the the, the stacks of like uh, SRAM are are like stacked on top of each other, which is like uh, which, and it doesn't really add to the Z height. Of the, of the of the die so like which makes this really like it's actually like general like if you're a cpu nerd i guess i know I'm, I'm sure there are a lot of those people who really do like the cpu technology this is uh this is like genuinely like a big deal uh for amd and for the cpu world so amd announced like uh ryzen 6000 cpus right uh, uh am5 socket which is going to be the new socket and zen 4 um, they also announced a GPU, which is the R7 5800X 3D, which, which is, uh, these names are just, just getting out of control, bro. Um, the R7000 X 3D with Game Clock. <laughs> game clock. <laughs> so, uh, and they have an RX 6500 XT, which is, uh, which is supposed to be 199 in air quotes. Coats. Uh, 199, yes. If you can get it at MSRP, it's going to be 199. Uh, but yeah, uh, RX65 XT, which I suppose is like the equivalent of the 3050. Uh, I, I'm not actually like, I'm not 100% sure if that's what this, what the 6500 XT is, or if it's like a 3060 Ti or whatever, whatever the fuck. Uh, so more GPUs that you probably cannot buy, uh, more CPUs that you can probably, CPUs seem to be slightly doing better than gpus right now uh so so you know uh none of these none of these are out yet these are all all new uh so the the x3d at the end of the at the end of the bottom so the skew name is the one that has 3d v uh amd is saying that it's gonna give uh 15 percent faster gaming at 1080p high which means nothing really to be honest with amd's benchmarks don't do, do not this is just a heads up. Do not trust the vendors' benchmarks. I'm not saying they're lying, but they pick their data. Uh, so you know, wait for wait for benchmarks from independent outlets. The Gamers Nexus is a good one, obviously. We always recommend, but you know, wait for the benchmarks before you make a decision on buying particular CPU or whatever. You know. Uh, all right. Uh, so the new socket also has like a new uh, pin design. I believe it's like it's it's like it's a, it's a different pin design. So that that's also interesting. Uh, it, well, they're pad contacts now, right? So there are no pins. It's pads. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's pad. Yeah. Which which make which is good because you can't bend them. You know that's the, that's always like the uh, the big problem, right? Is that you? It's and this moves the warranty thing. From the CPU to the motherboard manufacturer, I'm sure that's gonna uh, that, that's gonna increase motherboard prices a little bit, right? So you know that there there that Steve mentioned that. Uh, so that is the AMD news. If you want more details, there's gonna be uh, four uh, four like uh, gamers next videos, various covering the AMD, Intel, Nvidia, and the rest of the weird and uh cases that the, one of the the cyber power case that looks alive uh it is weird uh i'm sure sure this is is there anything else we want to mention before we we wrap this wrap this podcast up? is there is there um i think i should a couple of things so one plus 10 pro don't buy one plus um one plus has has had a weird year they merged with oppo and not that merging of oppo is a bad thing right like i don't care about that it's just that the OnePlus 9 was like not a reliable phone and had some issues, especially with pulled updates. So be very cautious about the OnePlus 10 Pro. And the Samsung Galaxy S21 FE Fee Edition actually seems like a good phone. But the problem is right now, the S21 is discounted to basically the same price as this. So once this gets discounted, like if you get this phone for $400, actually, it's a pretty good deal. $400, $300, it'd be a pretty good competitor to Google 5A to Google uh, Pixel 6. Those those sorts of things, um, VR PlayStation VR two, right? I think I think we gotta t- we gotta end with that. Yeah, uh, that is that is gonna be CES. Uh, Wait, I thought we were gonna talk about the PS VR two. No, PS we are we are going to talk about. I forgot about the PS. You forgot about it. Wow, <laughs> I forgot about the PS VR. Just real quick, Sony announced a new VR headset with a new Horizon game. I thought you you like Horizon. I like do like Horizon. I did forget about the Horizon aspect of this. So there is a Horizon 
Call of the Mountain for PSVR 2 is going to be a PSVR 2 title, I guess. Yep. And the specs here for PSVR 2, though, real quick, though, because I think we did a... I, I think there's... I want to read these specs, and I want you to tell me how much this is going to cost, because I do not see how this is less than $600. So it could do OLED screens that can do HDR, 110 field degree of view, and a resolution of 2,000 by 2,000 pixels per eye and 120 hertz. With inside-out tracking, which means that's cameras on it. Uh, and it has haptic feedback, right? Uh, yeah, on the controllers, yeah. Uh, this is going to be like seven ninety nine, bro. Uh, oh, it also tracks your eyes, too. Yeah, it's seven ninety nine. It's $799. Like, it's, this thing is not going to be cheap. And if it is cheap, it's because Sony's taking a loss on the hardware for some reason. I don't think they would for this Sony doesn't seem to want to take losses on hardware anymore. So uh this is one gonna be this one's gonna be probably like six fifty, six hundred ish, seven hundred dollars, like minimum. Uh if it's cheaper than six hundred dollars, I'll be very surprised. <laughs> like honestly, I would be very surprised. Uh cool. At least it's one cable this time, right? Just one USB C cable. It's one cable, one cable, which is cool. And I think and I think Sony still being in the VR space is good. I think more more vendors that have interesting VR headsets that are not Meta slash Oculus are good. Uh, I would be curious to see what this is like. I, I'm not. I'm not tried a VR headset yet. Uh, Have I ever told you about the one time I had an experience of the only experience I've had with PSVR? I think you're gonna get a kick out of this. So. Um, I was I was drunk and high at the same time, right? And my buddy brought out brought out the VR. And you know what game? Do you know what game it was? My first and only PSVR game, Kingdom Hearts in VR. Oh no, it's that oh that thing, the Kingdom Hearts VR experience. Oh no, yep, 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 yep. And uh, let me tell you, I feel like even if I was sober, would not have been a better I, time. I, I don't think being being drunk makes Kingdom Hearts any any feel any, any more better. palatable. <laughs> <laughs> like you need some strong drugs for that shit. Uh, like that's that's bad. That's uh, uh, like I'm. There are better PSVR games. I'm that's for sure. Uh, so I'm curious. Like the upgrade in the resolution, right, and the like the new display, the OLED display, and the resolution upgrades. I am extremely curious what like what games are gonna feel like with this kind of hardware. And w- yeah, this is good tech. It's just it's so fucking expensive. There's no way this is cheap. It's gonna be real. I mean, the thing is, you have to buy a PS5 first too, right? Like that's the thing, right? So you this whole stuff's to be over a grand. It's gonna be. It's gonna be like I gotta sell my twenty eighty tie. No, like get this. Like you know, uh, no. Uh, I mean, sure, maybe if I had a PS5 by this by the time this comes out, maybe. But otherwise, I'm just like eh, whatever. The hor- even the Horizon like VR experience, I'm just not. Horizon is not a game that. I feel I don't know. Sure, uh, we will see. Also, wired VR is just I can't. The problem is once you use wireless VR, like the Oculus, it is just so much better. So honestly, I wish Sony could have done something like um, I know Y Gig is something that can be used for short form, right? Because you're you're unless you have your PlayStation in a cabinet, you're pretty much guaranteed to have line of sight, right, from a VR headset to the PlayStation Five. Because it's going to be in the same room. So I was kind of hoping Sony could find some kind of wireless solution. Because there are there is like peer-to-peer direct wireless connections that can that can't provide enough bandwidth. Sure. I think I think just Sony just opted for the wire just to make things easier. <laughs> like just to make it more reliable and more like just, just simpler, you know. Uh you just plug a plug in a wire and it works. Uh there are there are new anchor chargers. I know people love their chargers. Anchor Anchor's good anchor quality. Chargers, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not dunking on Anchor. That was not that was not sarcastic. Uh, I, I, Anchor is, has a new Nano Two hundred watt USB C charger. Uh, it's like a extremely small uh, hundred watt GAN charger. You know, uh, pretty cool. You know, I think that's it. I think I think I think that's it. That's that's that. I think that that's that's it. There's going to be a lot of links. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for anybody who clicks our, through our show notes. Um, as always, uh, show notes are going to be on twoshadesofbrown.com. Uh, you can find me on Mastodon at packetcat at tinforward.social and on my website, sonicsafe.com. And big news is that I changed my blog's domain name after 10 years or so. Uh, so asinine tech.com, rest in peace. 
uh, welcome null routed dot space. Uh, that is the new domain. Um, and shows where do people find you on, on the interwebs? Interwebs. Well, I'm really taking it back to 10 year throwback. <laughs> yeah. The next thing you know, you're going to start saying RAR X3 Rar, or something like Rar that. RAR XD. <laughs> Stop. Oh, God. That's, I, I'm cutting that out. Jesus fucking <laughs> <Rar>. Christ. <laughs> um, any, anywho. Um, so I think, I, I think we don't talk about how important a good desk is, you know? Like how important having like a good workspace is. Because now that I'm on this new desk, if check Mastodon shows find a shit or XYZ, I, I got a desk upgrade recently. And it's just like, it feels less claustrophobic. It feels less cramped. I feel like I can just do more. Like I have space to put things on there. And and it's nice. And it's nice. Also, too, you may have noticed new mic. New mic. Got a new mic. Um, I got it right after we recorded the last episode. So I haven't had a chance to use it yet. Um, I actually got two by accident and, uh, Sadik did not re- let me send one to him. So I gave it to a friend for Christmas, but you could have had a nice mic upgrade as well, but I see how it is. You don't want to invest in that XLR lifestyle, <laughs> but with that, just find out website. And until, until next time, bye. Goodbye. <laughs>